Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today we will consider what the 2020s might look like and the portfolio implications of mean reversion. First, a disclosure. What you're about to hear is not a forecast, even if it sounds like one. I don't know what the future holds, and I don't believe anyone else does either. But I do believe we can and should use our faculties of reasoning in order to remain alert to threats and opportunities. And it is in that spirit that I offer the following thoughts. When we look back at markets in the year 2030, I believe it is likely things will look very different from how they appear today. What got me thinking about this was a fascinating article I read on theconversation.com, which has nothing to do with investments or markets per se. Last week marked the 100th anniversary of Prohibition, which constitutionally enshrined the ban against the sale, manufacture, and transportation of alcohol in the United States until its repeal in 1933. Author J. Zagorski's article is a superb example of social science research, from which I learned a lot. I learned that the U.S. government's alcohol ban did have effects. Alcohol consumption declined. Mobsters and bootleggers gained market share. The government needed to tax income to compensate for losses from the formerly significant excise tax. Most fascinating of all, to me, was that alcohol consumption in the U.S. today is about where it was before Prohibition. Twelve drinks a week, like a beer or glass of wine, compared to about 13 prior to Prohibition. The tendency to consume alcohol, to relax, to escape, to accompany one's meal, whatever the motivation, reasserted itself. Am I implying that everything reverts to the mean? No, I am not, as I will later explain, but not before offering some other examples of this tendency reassertion. When looking back at this past decade, two investments stand out for their extraordinary performance. The first, most obviously, is U.S. stocks which produced extraordinary annualized returns of 11.5% per year. Of 11.5% per year. Can anybody still remember that the prior 10 years was called the lost decade, where investors actually suffered negative annualized returns of about 1%? The other extraordinary investment of the decade was U.S. real estate, the asset class that actually precipitated the 2007-2009 global stock market crisis. Year after miserable year after the recession's end, housing economists predicted that trends in supply, demand, and inventories all pointed to an imminent revitalization of the U.S. housing sector. For more than 50 years before the 2008 financial crisis, U.S. housing starts averaged more than 1.5 million units per year. Despite low-median home prices in relation to personal income, historically low interest rates, and a surge in the population of millennials entering the family formation stage, the liftoff simply wasn't happening, until we somehow stopped looking, and then it exploded. At this decade's end, the main FTSE REIT index reached nearly 11% returns, an unbelievable performance given its very slow start. The tendencies toward animal spirits in both stocks and real estate reasserted themselves. All this said, I don't think you can necessarily assume that what went down will go up again and vice versa. I've several times noted my view that the Brexit mess will have knocked some wind out of the British economy. That seems to have happened so far, and I'm not looking for any mean reversion there. That's why I've been using the word tendency, the tendency to consume alcohol, 
the tendency to stock market and real estate animal spirits rather than the trend. Trends are ephemeral, like fashions, fads, and styles. They come and go. A trend's got legs. For the time being, Britain's legs are carrying it to a lower level of economic activity. But other left-in-the-dust investment categories are more reflective of tendencies, historical or human. Commodities have been this past decade's biggest losers. The low prices of wheat, corn, and soybeans reflect extraordinary production capacity of U.S. and other world farmers. My guess? The tendencies of war, natural disasters, and political interference in markets which cause shortages will eventually reassert themselves and will see volatile spikes in food prices. Ditto for oil and gas. War, cartels, and hurricanes can all lead to dramatic price spikes because of the tendency of people to value energy products, to heat their homes and cook their food, and so forth. And sharp increases in these items are apt to bring inflation back, another phenomenon investors have all but forgotten. Does all this mean I'm going to be jumping into investments in these areas? I think the example of real estate in the decade just ended speaks to commodities as well. The analysts who pounded the table saying housing had to come back were right, some of them by as much as five or six years. We simply can't time these things, and I'd urge extreme caution when viewing the supposedly rigorous quantitative models that tell us when to get in and out of markets. I think the best approach is for advisors to develop a portfolio, including broad asset classes, that matches the client's risk profile and objectives. After doing that, I see no problem with tilting in a certain direction. The direction I'd tilt in is decidedly in the opposite direction of the past decade and toward the tendencies that eventually reassert themselves. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, please pass it on to one other advisor. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.